Hello and welcome to a new year and a new season of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra. It's been quite a while since the last episode. Uh, you can tell this by the fact that I forgot to record on my normal microphone and not my laptop microphone for the first minute of this episode. So please bear with me during that all. But um, I'm looking forward to this new year of a few interviews being organized at the moment, which I'm really excited about for a guest to have on. But I thought like a great way to start and bring in the new year would be to dwell on the year that just passed. Great idea. So um, we're going to have an episode of New Tunes Who Dis, which is co-hosted by Zach Stevenson of Monkey. Uh, the normal format of that show is we would go through music of each month that we really liked, but we thought we'll just do a favorite 10 albums in no particular order of 2021, um, that we re- the albums that we really, really, really loved. So I hope you enjoy and find some new music maybe that you really like. Yo, Barra, what are we talking about this week? New tune who did? What's good? Your new tune who did? Let me tell you about the tunes we be fucking with. Pharisee and it poppin' with the heavy shit. You got Zach's D musical analysis. We gush up at the albums and we don't stop. Bubba Charlie XCX sound a kind of pop. I love it when I hear the sound of the needle drop. Scratch your records and we skipping any small talk. Shit's wild, yo. But not really. It's just two nerds being nerds. Bitch! And obviously, thank you in advance for doing this. It's great to uh, appreciate it. No bother, no bother. Just had to figure out my uh, approach for it. Uh, There's not going to be much uh, of an approach for me either. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, no, it was just more so I was like, I, uh, um, I've got it. I'm going to win. Got it. All right. Well, what we're, what we're essentially doing is we're not like, um, so we're picking our 10 favorite albums of the year. My picks are not ranked as in like, you know, from a technical standpoint, because I just think that's, I don't, I don't like, I don't like when it goes, this is the 10th best album of the year. I'm glad and, you said that. Yeah. And it's like, and then like, it's like, and this is the 10th, and the reason why it's the 10th, no, no, it's, they're my 10 favorite albums. There's, there's no particular order for them at all. Yeah. The only reason why I have them the way that they're going is just because they might be, I might've listened to one or two of the other bit more, but it's not to say that I don't love all of them equally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad you said that because I have taken the approach of like a really soft <laughs> primary school teacher who's like, you're all winners <laughs> for me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't I can't do the the ranking thing of like, no, what it's, one's it's better. Mean. And it's, it's nonsensical as well, because like if I like if I'm just like, no, it's it's this is better than this. I'm like, but it's not better than this. I just happen to have listened to it's Yeah, no, it's a whole dumb thing. So there's no there's no structure to mine at all, bar my last one. I do have a definitive last album. Okay, well, sweet. Definitive, okay. definitive last, like, three. But the, first, the the other seven, there's no, yeah, anyway. But, um, yeah, so it's just basically, I, I thought it would be a bit weird if we, you know, had a show where we picked our favorite polls from each month and then didn't do a, a year to cap it all off. So that's what this is. So we'll, we'll get going ahead. Cool, yeah. I just realized that my mic wasn't recording on my audition, but it's recording now. So that's going to take about 20 minutes to fix tomorrow, but it's not the end of the world. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's recording now. <laughs> it recorded. No, it's recording on Zoom, so it's fine. 
it, yeah, it'd be fine. Uh, it'd be fine. So, um, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Uh, no, I'd or rather you, you go first. Yeah, okay, so my first is uh, a band called Sermon of Flames, and the album is called I've Seen the Light and It Was Repulsive. Um, that's my number. That's at number 10. Uh, I'll just put it this way. Uh, the, 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 one of the songs is called Cauldrons of Boiling Piss. So that's the type of... <laughs> That's the type of music classy, that these guys classy. play. Yeah, yeah, dissident death metal. Um, but it was fun, it was mad though. But just before this, I was like, I don't actually know anything about them. Um, it turns out they're from Ireland, which I was. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, had no idea they're from Ireland. So uh, that's at my number ten. Um, that's pretty much it. If you like just extremely uh, harsh and uncompromising death metal, that's the one. That's the one to pick. Say if you like grindcore as well, it's lovely. Actually, would you like to hear a sample of it, uh, Zach? <laughs> Barra, are we going to do samples for all ten? No, 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 we're not. No, okay. Just for the, just for this one, just because I'm excited about this one. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Okay. Uh, how do you do it again? Oh, share screen. Yeah, there we go. And yeah, no, 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 we're not going to do it for all of them. Jesus Christ, not not a hope. And then you can share. How do you share sound? We've oh, I don't want to see your list. I don't want to see your list, man. Oh, sorry. Then turn, turn, turn your head away. Turn your head away. Turn your head away. Turn your head away. Close my Turn the fucking head away. Fucking eyes. Where do you sh- uh, share? Oh, there we go. Share sound. Thankful, so this is. Uh, thankfully, this is- I don't know the artist that's here at number nine. I've never heard of them before. So, are you sure? Uh, anyway, so uh, this is Cauldrons of Boiling Piss. That's that. <laughs> cool. Okay. I love them. I think they're great. Like I, I and then as soon as I saw they're from Ireland as well, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Can't wait to see them live. I was very surprised. I don't think I don't know if they're from Dublin, but if they're from Ireland anyway. So yeah, that's my that's my first pick. It's your turn now. Okay. Uh, in absolutely <laughs> no particular order, I haven't got a ten yet. Uh, oh, I was meant to get a ten. Let me see. Ring. <laughs> Ring a ding dong. Uh, let's go with yeah. Is this? I'll go with uh. <laughs> Fuck it, <laughs> Viagra Boys. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Welfare Jazz, isn't it? Yeah, Welfare Jazz. I, I yeah. you know, they need a little bit of loving because they released a really good album in like the first week of the year. So I feel like, you know, it probably won't get talked about much by people of like albums of the year because everyone will kind of forgot that it came out in a, in not in a way that it's forgettable. It's just that there's been so much music this year. Mm. I haven't been able to listen to as much of these 10 albums as I even like want to. It's just because there's to, yeah. always a new cool album out. And I'll, so like I feel like they're all ones I'll be listening to for years after, you know. Oh no, it's kind of nuts with the the releases this year. Sure, like I'm wearing a Lingua Ignota uh, jumper, and like when I was putting this list together, I was like, "Fuck, I never even got around to listening to that album." And I loved the loved the previous one, Caligula. I think there it was Sinners, go. Sinners, and uh, Sinners, 
Sinners Be Ready, I think, is we never got around to even listening to it. I was meant to be like Fantano gave it a ten, I think. Um, nice. just, yeah, it's a, but it was like it was just crazy, crazy. No, Welfare Jazz is a good one for number number ten. Yeah, very, very good one. Do you have anything more to say about it? It was a deadly album. But um, you're right, it did come out very early. It's so good. It's just like start to finish, a really fun listen. They've they've varied up their style a bit more from the first album, which initially threw me off, but. It stands well to this album. You you get more out of it having those change ups in the in the track listing. Like, sure goes proper fucking disco at points in it. Like it's class. Oh yeah, well they're kind of always been kind of disco, but well, I mean, like there's real like the, went. There's like the country kind of song. There's yeah, like the the kind of eighties sounding creatures yeah. song. Oh, so good. We are the creature. Yeah, it was a brilliant album. Uh, will I go for number nine? Yeah. So it was a uh, big brave vital. We did we I picked this as my favorite one month I think. All right. It was the one uh, it was the really slow kind of um I suppose you call it a doom metal album. Do you remember it have like of this ilk was on and then they had the Sonic Half Breed was the one about uh people whitewashing their skin. Um, okay. Do you remember do you remember it doesn't matter your skin. Yeah, there was you no know, bleaching their skin, not whitewashing, bleaching uh. their skin. Uh, it's just a really good doom metal album. I really liked it. It's really slow. Uh, they, what they do is what they said with to the, uh, when they're putting their songs together. They want kind of like simple but repetitive kind of droney kind of just. It's I really like. I really like the girl's voice on and stuff. Um, but I did talk about it quite a bit, so I'm not going to really talk about it that much. But yeah, number nine definitely is Big Brave Vital. It was a class album, and there they did another album this year with the Body, who I also picked one uh, one month. But um, I can't remember what the album was called, but they did a collaborative project, which was really, really good as well. But I don't have the body on this list because I would ha- I'd be hard pressed to say the body was my favorite album of the year because they were it's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, on to you, Zach. So, uh, again, just like uh, just a reminder, we're all winners here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. This album would probably be my number one if you had asked me to do this podcast yesterday or maybe in a week's time, it, it, you know, my list is fluid. My list is non, <laughs> is is anti-empirical. It's just floating around a bunch of different albums floating in an energy field and occasionally I just open myself up to one. And so number nine, Madhu Mokhtar, Afrik Victim. Oh, uh, I think, I hope I pronounced that right. Afrik Victim. It's French, I think. Uh, so good. I This is one of the albums I definitely listen to the most this year because in work, I'm just constantly pumping it. Like, you, there's silence for 30 seconds, it comes straight on. And the sh- and every time I put it on in the shop, uh, someone buys a copy without fail. Um, it's been one of the biggest selling albums in work. This is, I know this is kind of tangential, but it's interesting because like it's not necessarily like out of the albums that we sell on Spotify. If you look at the Spotify stats, it ranks nowhere near other bigger artists but like in terms of people who are buying albums this one is one of the best selling ones of the year for us it didn't uh, so I find that surprising because like even uh, even today like I was flirting around with uh, like what what other companies or like review sites like have you know be- best album of the year what's the one that come up and that kept coming up plenty yeah. of times oh I think it's because it's so good but it's just yeah, it's, I just mean is, in terms of it's like amazing that because you have things that are top of lists you know that critics make or whatever and then you have yeah. things that people actually are into and listening to so like there'd be loads of albums from the last 10 years that are like quote unquote classics but like they wouldn't have appeared on the like year end list because the critics would have been like oh no that's so derivative and then it's like mm. actually it was you know incredible or whatever 
It was an amazing album. Like I, I can't wait for the. the hopefully, they play a festival. He played. It's, it's, it's a guy, isn't it? It's, it's not a, a guy. Band. It it's is a, a guy, band yeah. and a guy. Oh, it's a band and a it's guy. A guy. Okay. The guy is Madhu Mokhtar. I think this is maybe it's his actual maybe it's slight alteration of his actual name, but uh, yeah, and a band. But they're playing Sugar Club. I'm going to see him. No, they're not. Are they actually? Yeah, in oh, April. If it's not sold out, I might try and grab a ticket myself. I'd love to go. Yeah, it probably is sold out though. <laughs> anyway, it's basically like John Coltrane of electric guitar. Only way I could describe it. Uh, the sax player John Coltrane. I know who. I know uh, John Coltrane. Just, yeah, yeah. I, just, just, just clarifying for just clarifying for the listeners. Maybe you got some metalcore guys tuning in for the last two out metalcore. Grindcore, sorry. Forget, I don't have any French. grindcore this... Oh, I do, actually. Sorry, I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's my <laughs> sax impression. Uh. No, but yeah, no, that was a great pick. Um, my next pick is an album, again, that I talked about. I think we t- the last episode that we did, I talked about it, was uh, Turnstile's album, Glow On. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the hardcore album that's just really pretty at the same time. It's just... A re- it, it's just... A p- it's... It's a fair. I think Turnstile this year, like they were well known beforehand, but I think with this album, they've kind of gone up another level now. But uh, in terms of what they were doing, I think they've just expanded on it. Just the print, like the kind of hardcore, hardcore. I always get like a skater vibe off them, but now with the shoegaze element to it and a bunch of other shit as well. Like there's some R and B elements to it, hip hop elements. There was some even like uh, what was that song? It's just a, it's just again. I've, I we reviewed, I talked about it before. It's a fantastic album, and for anybody who likes. Like that kind of, I get a real '90s uh, throwback uh, vibe off them, but at the same time, it still it doesn't sound like derivative of what's been done before because I don't re- I hate albums that just rehash the same kind of sound. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, Turnstile Glow On, great little fun album to listen to. I've been cycling around to it. Um, I've loved it ever since it came out, and uh, yeah, that's me for number eight. Okay, I'm uh, gonna stop. I'm gonna stop numbering them because I, I like all these. I genuinely do like all these equally. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like a dick doing it, but no, we'll just anyway. Not no numbers. The, the the last three will be the ones I'm like. Yes, as I said previously. Yeah, focus on those ones. But um, um, your next turn. My next one. Uh, I actually might skip this one because I think you're. It's gonna be on your list, and I'm gonna put in something else I forgot to put on. I t- I can't believe I forgot to put this one on. Okay, so I'm going to yeah, skip go what I had written down 10 minutes ago for number 8 <laughs> and instead I'm going to replace it with they got to show up somewhere it's King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard LW we, we almost there was no way we were getting through the, this list without oh, uh, one, one of them being on it oh no sure no way. they only released one album this year the other one um, KG no. was to 2020 wasn't it yeah, KG. KG KG was 2020 yeah, yeah KG was 2020 yeah um, anyway uh, yeah, it's it's a fucking quality rock album. Uh, it's kind of like you know desert rock, just so good, weird, microtonal. It slaps. It absolutely slaps. Um, <laughs> and that's all I'll say. People will, a lot of people will probably like go back and listen to it after the fucking King Gizzard altogether now performance, which you'll catch me there, front and center. <laughs> uh, they are going to. Since I heard that album, the so- like the specifically the song Static Electricity when that the end of that song. I, I when I heard it I kind of went into a little fever like daydream where I was like picturing that song being played live and it was at Electric Picnic I think or all together now one of those kind of things and my god it's going to happen it's going to be beautiful uh, I, I still haven't seen them oh man I know you saw them in Manchester wasn't it was the first yeah. time you saw them Yeah. so good um, oh. but anyway on to your number 8 
No, my number is seven. Well, seven. Uh, yeah, so yeah, seven. it's uh, Mare Cognitum Solar Paroxysm, which was that uh, cosmic black metal album. Do you remember it was, it was all done by one guy? Like every single um, every single instrument on it was done by the same guy. It's a class album. It's I think it was like a concept album about like Earth has kind of disintegrated and they're going off into space to kind of find a new place to survive. And it's just it's just amazing. But one of the things that I really liked about it was it was a black metal album, but it had like unabashedly awesome guitar solos on it. You don't really get like it's very rare that you get like proper like you know fucking queen style guitar riffs in a in a black metal song but there's plenty of them in it and some i don't i'm not mad at guitar solos but with this album i really liked it loved the concept behind it loved all the music behind it um it also had one of my favorite album covers of the year um yeah it was just a fantastic album just a really 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 good i I think i picked it as my number one album when we were doing it was like my favorite album of that month when it came out but i just every and every time i listen to it i'm just like how the fuck was all of this done by one guy super 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 talented but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to actually see it live. I've never seen, like, with the one-man band Black Metal stuff, there's plenty of them. I've never actually seen it. I've never seen one live before, so I don't know how they would do it. I would imagine they just get a bunch of different, a bunch of different musicians. People. Yeah, a bunch of different people with them. But yeah, no, uh, Mayor Cognitive Soda Paroxysm. Um, it's gone. It, it was my number one album of the year for ages, but just so many other shit came out that was just, like, fucking phenomenal. So it's just, again, it's just lost in the whole, like, <laughs> yeah, just the amount of music this year was just insane. It's been crazy for like all genres, I think. To be honest, yeah. just the quality this year was fantastic. It's weird that a pandemic did that. You think you know, being stuck inside, people kind of actually no, that's a I don't know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, your turn. <laughs> okay, so my next one, which I have actually put a seven, mm-hmm. uh, is Silk Sonic. Silks, an evening with Silk Sonic. Did we talk about this one before? Oh, uh, no, it didn't come out. It didn't come out until only recently. I haven't heard of this. I haven't listened to this yet. You absolute... Oh, are you kidding me? We're doing no. a sample. We're doing a sample. Oh, How have okay, you... It, it, I, it's too early for me to tell if... Because I... I it's too early for me to tell if it's. It could be my oh, favorite. Oh fuck me! Ah, uh, like I forgot yeah. who. If, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sorry. Go on, Zach. I know exactly what this is. <laughs> it, it could. It probably. It probably could be my favorite album of the year. Uh, when it first, actually, no, before it came, I, I kind of I heard a little early. I got a little CD. Heard it a bit early, and uh, I got to say I listened to it. I think three or four times on repeat. Uh, before I realized that it was three or four times on repeat, I was just enjoying it so much. <laughs> I was dancing, I was singing, I was just like in my room, just living my life, having a good time. It's, it's so good. It's uh, an odd coupling as well. Like I wouldn't have gone like Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. See, the yeah. thing that's brilliant about the pairing is that Anderson's got the like cool cred, you know, like he's like the the hipster the hipster darling kind of in a way of mm. like of like modern like pop. Basically, because he's kind of like I, I, I feel like Anderson Pack does have a, his pop sensibilities, you know. Yeah, I would agree. With that. But he, he's, he's, you know, he's a drummer. He's, he's a musical person as well as as just being like a kind of star, which he is. And then you have Bruno Mars, who is obviously the star that Anderson Pack could be, and but also has like this amazing voice that you kind of forget with Bruno Mars' song. Like it, I, I've found it easier to appreciate his vocal abilities on this album because 
it's that sort of soul style. I'm not getting distracted with the production. The production's very much like sitting around this as like a comfortable thing for the two of them to come across with their vocals, if you know what I mean. It's not trying anything mad. It's very much 70s, like Marvin Gaye, let's get it on kind mm. of stuff. And a bunch of other references, like the meters or like uh, parli- kind of parliament as well. Obviously, Bootsy Collins is all over the album too. Um, <laughs> Wait, uh, is he actually on it or just in? He's, he's on, on like like half the songs, I think. Oh, he uh, actually? Oh, no way! Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll give you a little sample. We'll yeah, give, yeah. Go on, give go a little on. sample. What, which which is the um, which is the one? I'm. I mean, like, leave the door open is obviously such a classic, but you think you've heard that? So I've heard. I've heard. Maybe go with. Open, yeah. We go with either after last night or smoking out the window, whichever one you want. Um, well, smoking out the window is the one that has ninety-seven million hits. After last night has sixteen million on Spotify. Have you heard? Have you heard smoking out the window? I think that's the thing. I probably have heard it. I probably have heard it at like you know, a sesh with yourself or whatever. Somebody stuck it on, or maybe Hugo would have put it on. No, no, stick on, stick on the video on YouTube actually. All right, okay. Uh, you don't need to watch the full thing, but you'll get it. You'll get it. This bitch got me. Incredible, right? Yeah, I see what you mean. It is kind of like a um, a showcase for their uh, singing abilities and and kind of like uh, lyricism that it is and, for the and actual music and, and their like, hooks and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Obviously, they both love like seventies soul and funk, which I'm obviously a big fan too. Uh, so I was very excited for this, and yeah, it's paid off. It's it's so good. It's not again. It's not doing anything new. It's completely derivative. But like, it's just amazing. Yeah, no, it's I like uh, I have to go listen to that now. I'm surprised I haven't listened to it. I did hear. I remember hearing one or two songs when it when it came out because you lost your fucking shit when you heard yeah. it. Um, but uh, no, yeah, <laughs> I, I like that a lot. I like the video a lot as well. Yeah. Oh, so um, I'd say like my next pick now is um, "Tired of the Creator." Call me if you get lost. <laughs> That's my next pick. Is it no? Is, is it actually? Yeah, yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah, it's, it's number six. <laughs> yeah, it's number six for me as well. <laughs> time efficient. Time efficient. Let's go. Let's go. All right. I just, I just really like. Uh, it was cool seeing Tyler like rap. I was surprised how fucking nitty gritty it actually was. Like it was yeah. like a, it was like a fucking hardcore, uh, like rap album. I felt like it was like a nineties rap. Album. I re- I just loved it to bits. Um, especially like it, there was even like a few. There was a few like guest appearances on it that really surprised me. The main one being the little Wayne, little Wayne's verse. Yeah. I can't. Oh, like it just it re everybody. I felt like really shung, uh, shined out on it. I, I thought Tyler's lyricism was like unbelievable. And then what was there was one song about the song about him having to be a role model for people and getting annoyed all the time about like people expecting him to speak up all the time. I like yeah. th- that was one of the best that has to have some of the best lines that I've heard Tyler have on an album in fucking ages. Like I really I thought it was class. And don't get me wrong, like I love Flower Boy. I loved um I I've Igor. loved all his stuff Igor and then like uh, Yonkers. I've been listening to not Yonkers, Goblin. I've been listening to like Tyler for ages. 
Um, but this one even st- like even still, it's like it's great to see that he can still make you go fucking hell. He's class. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a breath of fresh air. I was I really really liked it. I thought it was a really good album, especially completely- coming especially coming off Igor. Yeah, I completely agree. The thing I'd say about it is like I've been listening like Tyler now for this with this album for me has got to the point where he's like one of the greats to me anyway. He's mm. like I I'm I'm just always going to be a fan of this man I think I, I don't think he'll he'll dip after this as in he'll yeah he'll have albums that aren't as good as the last but I feel like his he's just building every time he makes an album it just keeps getting kind of better in some way not yeah. that you can ha- you might prefer one and I might prefer Igor maybe over this but I just feel like in his musicality in his like lyricism his flow his like produ- production and songwriting it's just like getting more and more um yeah, and then I kind of think he's kind of getting to me as a rapper. Like, you know, I was just, I've been listening to a lot of MF Doom recently. Obviously, like oh, I, yeah. I think it was like it was New Year's last year that he sadly died, um, quite young. And I've been re-listening to loads of MF Doom, uh, just kind of thinking about that and thinking, God, it's been a year. And I'm kind of obviously MF Doom is is he's a genius, he's brilliant. But for me, I'm like Tyler's in that in that place of kind of this genius rapper, you know? Yeah. Um one of the greats as I say to me no like it always like it, I like an artist who's like willing to, to try something new and Tyler seems to be trying something new every single time he does an album but he also like it's kind of like how do you keep pulling it off <laughs> the but same as well, time even the even the fact that the whole album has like a very clear like fashion aesthetic and he yeah. has a fucking merch website he has a whole fucking clothing label that sells if you go on that website I was like looking at it it's expensive like, I'm not going to buy any of it but golf Wang, isn't it? Golf Wang, yeah. But yeah. like how it, because I used to think of Golf Wang when it was like early Tyler. And if you look at it now, it's just like really fashionable clothes like he wears in the videos. Oh, I know. No, like I, I've, see, I've seen the output. Like he, um, you know, he's gone from just like stupid uh, t-shirts which had donuts on them to like, you know, like, whoa, holy shit. It's, like, but it's not even merch anymore. Fashion. It's just, yeah, it's just high tailored fashion. It's just yeah. fashion. He just yeah. sells fashion that the <laughs> album looks like you know in all the videos he's wearing this look it's kind of you know like it's because uh, it, when he when, when he was because pro- i always wanted to get like a hoodie but like the like for me you like you know the clothes that i wear i like stuff that has like the full design on it i don't yeah. really like the like i like a big big full and he never really had on it but then i remember like on instagram out of nowhere he was like i'm in fuck he's like i'm in fucking vogue and i was like wait what and like golf flying is in vogue and it's all i was like what the hell when did this i'm in fucking when- vogue yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> I was like, when did the when did this side of Tyler come out? Yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah. No, call me if you get lost. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a really. I thought it was a really amazing album. Yeah, I still haven't a- got. I still haven't bought it yet. Actually, weirdly enough, I you, can't, like, I you can't. You can't get it on a record yet. Oh, That's can you why not? I have bought it. No, oh. it hasn't been. Hasn't been pressed yet. Oh right. Okay. I think I've, it's just production delays and shit. You know, I'm sure it's just. I'm sure, it's coming out next year. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, sure took Igor wasn't out straight away, or was it? Igor? No, Igor was like it came out in like April, and it was in shops by like November, I think. Yeah, so yeah. it was about six months or something. Or, um, but uh, what do you call it? This one didn't come out in a record. I think there was photos of a record cover, like an alternative artwork of him holding like bags. I kind of love the alternative artwork, to be honest. Um, I love the the artwork as well, but I think the artwork yeah, like the art looks good well. on a phone. But then the the one that I've seen looks amazing as like a little painting, you know. I think I've seen the it's, he's holding bags like that. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. Arms the, two, up. the two kind of like you know suitcases. Brief yeah, yeah, I have, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be, actually yeah. that would be cool as a cover. 
Yeah. Oh, that's gas. We both have it in the exact same slot as well. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what what happens now? Uh, do you go to your number five? I would like well like. I, I don't to go to my number five. You go to your number five because then it was like I went first for the first five, and then you went first for the second five. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> okay, so my number five is uh, well, say the numbers are meaningless. It's one of my they favorite are, albums. They're of meaning, the year. Yeah, the numbers are meaningless. It's uh, Villagers Fever Dreams, which is like the sixth, maybe Villagers album, fifth or sixth, fifth or sixth. Uh, it's the fifth. Yeah. Sure, um, and it's just—it's just great. It's just amazing. Again, it's—it's it's hearing Conor O'Brien's songs just in this new, like, really lush. I mean, not that they haven't been lush before, but just like the in terms of really full-sounding orchestrated songs that also are quite like you know not like like a band can play it you hear the band underneath it all like mm. grooving with each other it's like I don't I have a feeling I I don't know any that much info but I have a feeling it was like very much uh, recorded with bass drums guitar and keyboard kind of jamming yeah just I got the sound of it. Off it yeah yeah which again it just lends itself so well to his style of songwriting Um, I love it Uh, yeah it's great I quite liked it a lot as well. I nearly put it down, but I was like, I, I can't put it down because I, I didn't listen to it that much. Yeah. But yeah. I loved it when I did hear it. Um, it was a, There's a couple of very weird parts in it as well. Kind of dr- like dreamy, totally, yeah. kind of um, like, not, I wouldn't want to use the word otherworldly, but you're kind of sitting there going, oh, oh. spacey maybe would be the word. Definitely. I would yeah. say otherworldly. I would, yeah. say, I would say quite like halluc- hallucinogenic or something. Like quite random little things coming in. It's very trippy. It's very like, as I say, like a fever dream. That's kind of the idea. Is that it's really like trippy as fuck. I think. Uh. Yeah. No, that's good. I and um, again, one of the ba- one of the bands that I just can't wait to see when everything is fucking normal oh, again. Yeah. But because uh, I, I like, I would imagine. Have you? You? I'm sure. I'm assuming you've met. Did you not do something with Tower Records? For I him? did. Yeah, you met the uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, un- unreleased as of yet. Uh, well, we have something to look forward to. Then. It's a little something to look forward <laughs> to. For. I might yeah. have to cut that out then. <laughs> ah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm um, I'm the I'm the video guy, so it's kind of whatever. It doesn't yeah, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's an. Amazing, I thought it was a lovely album as well. And again, one of the coolest. Like I know, like you know, but you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. But it does have one of the coolest album covers I've seen. Oh this yeah, year. and the actual it's, record has like four um prints, like four alternative covers. I think it's four. Oh maybe what? Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. And so you can change... Do you want to... Will I show you? Yeah, yeah. Work away, yeah. Where is it now? Come on, you fuck. Here we go. Okay, so we've got Bear on the front. Yes. That's just the standard one. I like Bear. Uh, We've got a kind of... uh, Struck oh, down like I deer like or something. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, we've got a sort of eagle with a bed on it, and it's like a scene. It's really quite trippy. That one. That is very trippy. Yeah. It's kind of Salvador Dali. I was just about to say that's so Dali. <laughs> Not as mental. Oh, it's just three. It's much. There's no melting clocks on oh, it. Oh, hang on. There's one more. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I like that one. That might be in my cover for a while. <laughs> It's, oh, uh, but they're interchangeable, are they? Yeah. yeah just, it's a, oh, that's it's so a, cool. It's a. Oh, that's a, lovely as there's well. There's a man sleeping on top of a giant snake in a suburban neighborhood. <laughs> so yeah, nice packaging. 
if we're doing awards for like you know packaging of the year like they give a grammy to whatever that's called uh let's give it i'm giving it to oh actually we'll do that after bonus Ooh. content <laughs> patreon members only <laughs> you keep you keep say you say that every episode you do a Patreon only. I don't have one. <laughs> I'm just hoping that someone wants one so bad they set it up, and the yeah. chances are that they do not. So they do not. Yeah, I'm not gonna bother. Well, uh, my next pick, uh, number five, is by a band called Ethereal Shroud. Now I only listened to this for the first time last month. Uh, it's called Tris. Help me pronounce this word, uh, Zach. Leave it to black metal bands to have the most fucking annoying names to pronounce for their albums. Uh, T or I S A G I O N. Uh, I believe that is uh, preposterous. <laughs> preposterous. Yeah, that's not what. That's not how. That's that's not what that says. <laughs> I, I, I honestly I couldn't follow I could not follow yeah well as far as I'm aware anyway it's um, it's one guy who got like a bunch of like it's one it's one guy's kind of like I would nearly call it a masterpiece it's a fantastic album but uh, it's his little thing they're called Ethereal Shroud that's the name of the band then he got a bunch of different musicians in like a uh, harp player well not I don't know if there's harp on it I don't think there's harp on it but basically it's just three it's an hour long it's three so it's made up of three songs. One of them is 27 minutes long, and then the other is like 30, 23 minutes long. They're big, long, 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 just epic, atmospheric black metal songs. I have noted in my awards, award for the most epic sounding album of the year is goes to this one. It just sounds fantastic. But it's like, if you like bands, this is for any metalheads out there. If you like bands like Fen, you'd really like, it's this slow kind of, like it, the songs take their fucking time getting there, but when they do get there, they're they're fantastic and they're absolutely gorgeous as well, which is not normally something you can attribute to black metal, but they're really, really, really beautiful songs as well. Tons and tons and tons of go stuff going on in them, but highly, highly recommend. But that's that one. It's kind of I can't show you a sample because there's no point showing us sh showing you a sample of a song that's 27 minutes long. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. wait for it, another five minutes later. Okay, it's 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 changing up now, <laughs> but it's 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 fantastic. I'd highly recommend. Nice. I'd love to see them live. I'd say they're fantastic. I'd say people who like Yob would really like it as well, even though Yob Yob are doom metal. But yeah, just a big, long, epic, home type of album. It's class. I really liked it. Yop, Yop, Yop. Remember, 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 Yop the yop. the yogurt drink. It's still going, yop. isn't it? Is it? I think so. I, I haven't looked for it in about 20 years, but um, <laughs> I have not sought it out in quick, in recent memory. Quick, quick little anecdote, actually, with the band Yob. I brought Owen to see them the week after we went to see Sepultura, and they played one of the best shows I've ever seen. Like, genuinely, it was in the Academy. I don't know if it was all that. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. And, like, everybody else, everybody after the gig was like, holy fuck, that was incredible. But as I said, like, it's not a, it's not moshing. It's it, You're watching them. Just the technical, like it's a technical performance that you're watching there and they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, after everybody I spoke to afterwards was going how amazing it was. I meet the band, how get my photo taken with them. I'm happy as Larry. You can even see in the photo, just smile beaming. Myself and Owen go over to the Eddie Rockets across from Whelan's and uh, I bought him, I bought him like some chips or whatever and we're sitting there eating. I was like, so what'd you think of that? And he goes, that was fucking shit. And I was like, what? And he was like, he's like, that was shit. He goes, there was no moshing at it. There was no, there was no head banging. Everyone was just fucking standing there watching the band. I was like, 
oh, you missed it entirely. But every time you go to Fibbers and I'm wearing the T-shirt, someone comes up to me and mentions that the, near, nearly every time somebody will come up and go, I was at that gig. I was like, wasn't it fantastic? And they're always like, yeah. And if I'm with Owen, I always go, this guy thought it was shit. <laughs> and the people always rinse Owen for a good five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bad friend. Anyway, um, it's on to your next one. Just having a stretch. Yeah, lovely stretch. <laughs> oh, um, lovely. That was a yawn uh, in, in a C-sharp. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, number numero four, mm. or as I like to call it, the winner. Because they're all winners. They're all winners. Yes. Little Sims. Sometimes I might be introvert. You're fucking joking. I have it as number four as well. Fuck <laughs> off. I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Two in the exact same place. What are the chances? I genuinely uh, have it as number four as well. That's so funny. I bet our number ones are going to be exactly the same too. Well, you have me into believing. I think they're going to be the exactly the same two as well. <laughs> but uh, I, because I, the way that it's shaping up, I think that they are. But anyway, go on, go on. What do you think? Of, what do you think? Of, what do you think? Of little Sims is sometimes a white introvert. Oh man, what can I say? What can, she's just the goat. She's just. Um, I I love the instrumentation on this album, like the beats. Mm. It's like neo soul. It's funky. It's chill. It's upbeat when it needs to be but it's so lush and it's so beautifully arranged um there's some lovely like hook there's it also every song kind of has its own different identity yeah the more I i've listened to it the, like you know when you know two songs like use the same tricks twice in in the arrangement i think like yeah some of them might have like brass but even then it's like i more think of the first song as strings and then like standing ovation has like brass in it um like it's just so good You've got the kind of African uh, influence stuff towards the end. You've got the kind of chill ending with misunderstood. I mean, it's just the the Afrobeat stuff on it. It's actually probably my favorite stuff on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like that song, like that. I do what I want. I do what I like. I yeah. like that. That song is. Oh, uh, what's it called again? Fuck Fear me. no man. No, not Fear no man. Point and kill. Point and kill. I love yeah. that song. I just have. I almost just like. I find my head just swaying back and forth. It's a great yeah, album. Yeah. And Inflow's production on it is fucking stellar as well as yeah. usual. I um, saw her play like was, two weeks yeah, ago. I was going to ask you there, how was it? Oh man, uh, I've never seen a, a better rapper, technically speaking. Um, you want to talk about, you know, your your best drummers, your best guitarists. Like she's the best rapper. Uh, well, again, I'm a fucking white dude from uh, Ireland, so you know, <laughs> I'm not necessarily going to know all that much rap. I've only known what I've encountered basically through the internet or friends. Mm. You know, and and obviously like some local acts in Ireland, but she is, whew, her ability to say every word so clearly. There's no muffled. There's no rush. There's no like, and she's not even like breaking a sweat. It's not. It's effortless. She's just able to do it like the fucking recordings. She it's messed up fun. once. She, I don't know what, I can't even tell you what she did because she covered it so well by going like, and she did like this noise or whatever. <laughs> she turned the thing, the mess up into a noise that carried over to the next line and then went on. So I don't even remember how it messed up because it was kind of just cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then full band as well. She was playing bass on uh, at one point. That's well. one of the things I was going to uh, ask. I remember seeing a video for for um. It was BBC like a like a version. I think she was doing a cover on that. 
but um, she was rapping while playing the bass. And I was like, even just, even knowing for like, I, I say I practiced the bass. I know you gave me a few lessons. I was shy at it. But um, even just thinking from beat wise, I, like how hard, like it must be impossible to rap while fucking doing the bass at the same time. I would say just the way that she's doing, but the way like she just spits out so much words as well. No, she's pretty incredible. It was an album. Like she was always one of these people that was like, she's incredibly talented. You know, I always liked her music. I loved Grey Area. Um, And then suddenly this comes out. I was like, oh, I'll give it a listen. And I was just blown away by just like Mm. how much more it's been like her music's been elevated. Like even from the very first song, all the instrumentation on then the music video for it as well. Oh, it's just fucking, oh. It's a class album. It's a really, 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 really good album. Yeah. Yeah, was that that? <laughs> so now we swap again because... Oh, uh, we're going to swap again. Yeah, All right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, So this album came out when I stopped doing the podcast for the two months to focus on my coursework. Um, but uh, like it was always going to be on the list. It's uh, Garden of Burning Apparitions by Full of Hell. It's 20, it's 20 minutes long, I think. There's 12 songs on it. And again, I would say it, it, I was like the way that I describe it here in my notes is it sounds like someone is punching me in the face for the entire 20 minute duration. <laughs> so a pleasant experience overall or I really like it. It's, I don't think it's I don't think it's an album for everybody. Um, it's extremely aggressive. It's probably their weirdest sounding album as well. There's like a one point there's like a jazz thing in it going on. You're like, what the fuck? Ooh. But uh, it is it, like it's ferocious. I, I I and every time I get tickets to see them in Dublin, the show keeps getting cancelled. It's so annoying. But um, they're lovely guys as well. I met them. I met them ages ago in the Grand Social, and they were really really nice. And there was a, there was a person with me that had never been to a metal show before and she was like this is my first ever metal show and the singer was like dylan was just like wow he goes he goes you picked a weird one to go to <laughs> he's like he goes he goes he goes uh, trial by fire with us but um they are amazing i just can't like it's 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 kind of hard to it's just the most caustic fucking in your face type of music but it's also i would i would say it's quite fun to listen to um would you like a wee sampled uh Zach? Oh, I'd love a little a little snippet. A wee, wee snippet. You only need wait, about wait. you only need about fifteen seconds of these guys anyway. I only want a wee taste. Yeah, I'll give you a wee taste. Um I would like Ba-da-da. they're easily like you've 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 probably heard me talk about them plenty of times. They're easily one of my favorite metal bands going at the moment because they just every single every time they have a new release, like um Trumpeting Ecstasy, Weeping Choir, which were the last two albums, they had then they had like a clar- two collaborative albums with the body. It always sounds, it's diff, I would say it's difficult with music this relentlessly heavy to sound like you're doing something extremely stylistically different every album, but they somehow manage to pull it off every single time. But I'll just show you, the, the opening track is 58 seconds long. I'll just show you real quick, real Amazing. quick. That's what I want. I yeah. want to hear, actually, are, are all the songs like under a minute? Yeah. Can we listen to the first two then? Uh... Oh, sorry. The the first the second song is actually two minutes long. Nah, nah just first one. Then. Yeah, just do nah. the first one. I want. I we're want on a schedule here. Songs. We're trying. I was. I was uh, we're trying to keep this under a normal time. For some reason, every single time we say we're trying to keep the podcast to a reasonable time, the episode always happens to be like three hours long. But, but the anyway, harder we try, the, the harder worse. Tr- the worse we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is the opening track. It's called "Guided Blight." <laughs>
like full of shite. <laughs> do you I'm know, only kidding. I'm only kidding. It was actually, it was actually, I was kind of into it. Like it's probably, the, it's probably their most straightforward song I would say on the album. But I uh, know they're 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 a deadly Wait, one. What? They because they, they have they they just they go really weird on it. Um, really weird kind of experimentation stuff on it. Um, but they're really 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 good. I would highly recommend. Um, especially seeing them live. Um, do you know it's funny listening listening to it there, right? I like every so often I'll be listening to them and then just go, and then just kind of stop for a second and go, "How the fuck did I get into this?" Do you know? <laughs> like how how on a regular how how does somebody go? Yeah, this is you know clicking their fingers going, "This is great shit." <laughs> mm, I don't know yeah. how, but um, I do really love it. I thought I think you it's want it. to be clicking very fast. Like. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's. I think it sounds quite fun. But anyway, um, yeah. remind <laughs> me never to book you for my children's <laughs> birthday party. It was even like uh, what was it the other day? Like when I was with Mark, I was I just stuck on this song, and Mark just goes borrow, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I just just forget that you know not everybody likes this stuff. <laughs> sorry, yeah, like just just stick on a tune there, and it's that. <laughs> yeah. uh, it more or less was. Um, it was anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, he likes Death Heaven. He does like Death Heaven, but uh, yeah, they were the most. Di- that was the most disappointing music release I had all year. I was so disappointed by that album. Really? But, uh, I'll, my next album feeds into it. Into why? Ah. But anyway, your turn. So my number three. Uh, originally, when we had discussed what we were doing here, um, I had no plan. I've been very busy. Uh, and I'm completely unprepared. So, in that spirit, I was like, I'm going to pick my top three albums. No, kind of. My I was going to put some albums in the spotlight that I would have never mentioned on the show and that I really like. Okay. And this one is Floating Points, Farrah Sanders and the London Symphony Orchestra Promises, mm-hmm. which lovely. came out in like March, I think. Um Initially, I'd heard it when I was in work in the lockdown, like packaging uh, orders for people. It was very monotonous work. And we st- this came in, we stuck it on. And whatever way that I heard it in the shop speakers, also, I didn't know what I was expecting because like floating points is normally not quite like it. Floating points are electronic and like kind of, you know, I thought they were kind of dancing, electronic, uh, like slightly dancey sometimes, but sometimes just music, you know, yeah. just like composed music. And I was expecting a little bit more of an edge to it, a little bit more of an upbeat feel. And it wasn't that. And I was like, ah. And it's all its all kind of just one long song mm. um, split up into like nine movements based on essentially this repeating like extended chord arpeggio thing where it's like... And the notes that are kind of played are changing almost every time in this fashion, but it's okay. the same kind of rhythm. And so the harmony is quite mad. And it sounds when you listen to it the first time like just the same thing over and over again. But I was uh, I was flying over to Portugal first flight after pandemic, and um, I had stayed up all night uh, to the airport because I went to get my PCR test at like midnight, and then I was like, well, I may as well just stay in the airport till four in the morning or whatever. So I went there at like eleven last bus and blah blah blah. Um. Yeah, it was up all night, was like in a really sleepy but like determined to get over to Portugal buzz. And I was on the flight, sat down and I was like, I need to stick something on that I kind of want to like half sleep to. Just like not think, just kind of chill out because I was so tired. And I stuck this on because I I don't know, I just had it saved on my phone. And staring out the window of this plane while it was like daybreak 
and I was going like above the clouds while it was like dark and then getting like through the clouds and then it turned like the sun coming up and I was just listening to this album not a thought in my head staring out the window looking at clouds and just like totally tripped out it was like a weird religious experience where I was just like marvelling at the beauty of like the sun and all this shit like it was just you know it was like an experience um, and ever since then after not liking it the first time I was like holy shit I get it now I get what this album is it's just like beautiful sounds that like just I don't know you you don't, you, you have to not think about it and just kind of notice all the little things just that are going there. on sit there and just really soak it in mm. um yeah and I yeah I'll give you a little sample maybe I was about to say give us a sample and let us if you yeah. haven't listened to it uh, just go for the first track maybe like they're all I couldn't pick out a, a movement but it's basically all the same kind of motif Farrah Sanders obviously being this oh. legendary sorry sorry for interrupting you Zach I did, that was just an accident I actually li- I really liked Crush which came out in 2019 I remember listening to that quite a bit so yeah, I yeah. have actually listened to them before um, Crush was lovely but it's also Farrah Sanders who's like a legendary kind of like spiritual jazz avant-garde jazz sort of okay play, sax player and so and it's his first time making an album in 20 years or something this album fucking hell so he's really the star of the album if you really what need something like I needed to the first time I listened to it I didn't latch on to anything as the thing that I'm listening to the whole time but it's just his playing is just amazing Um. so the first movement you said yeah yeah so Ferris Sanders was, is, was he a, he was um, sorry he's jazz is he Hmm. We won't listen to the whole thing now because it is six minutes. Maybe long. maybe go yeah. into like song two or three, maybe because I for, I forget like this this album kind of transports you. I forget which. That's song two now. Maybe already. go into three. Go into three. Go into three. It's weird how they all start the exact same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen to the whole thing now <laughs> we do gotta get on but, but it's fucking gorgeous it's weird yeah this is actually Ferris Sanders doing some vocals there yeah I was gonna say what is this what is this we managed to skip any because I, I can't remember like Where what song are. is which on this it's that kind of album you're just like it's just a 40 minute or 37 minute song or whatever but it's as I say the first time I listened to it I was like oh it's just kind of the same thing over and over whereas like the second time when I was really because I was working I wasn't like paying full attention to the music mm. when when you sit there and kind of really give it your attention it is stunning like it takes you to a, like a dream state kind of that you can go daydreaming with this kind of stuff I'm surprised if somebody put it on while you were at work because it's not really the oh because well, it, it, it came in we were closed and like oh, okay, you okay, know yeah. it, it, it arrived on a CD and we were like let's listen to this and what <laughs> thinking like floating points was gonna be yeah, get a little more the, upbeat yeah because he normally is but it's, but it's kind of something better than that in a way like it's it's subverted my and I don't normally listen to shit like this but 
I've just listened to it so much since that plane journey and I've, anytime I hear it it's just blissful yeah it's not really what I thought you're like th- that's your third pick now the, the two le- Barra Barra I picked I picked ones I tried to go for some at the top that I haven't mentioned before so like this isn't necessarily my like third favourite album of the year yeah, oh, it's I know one that. of yeah, my yeah. favourites and it's something that I know I'm going to keep in my little pocket and be like ah yeah anytime I you know just anytime I need to listen to this album I will going to sleep I, I think I know what your next two are by the way <laughs> oh really yeah I think I know what the, well and I'm not going to say anything because I'll probably get it wrong yeah but um write them down right now yeah yeah okay okay uh, I don't really have anything to write them on. For. I'll just I'll t- I'll put them here. Yeah. Okay. So uh, will I go? Will I go? With my second last pick. Uh, yes. So it is an album called Diorama by a band called Mall, who are a. Actually, you know what? I should have checked that before we started. I don't actually know where they're from. I think there's. I don't know if. Maybe if this, I'll just double check here real quick. Um, but they are a uh, black gaze band, which is a term I fucking hate. Yeah, they're, they're from Denmark. I thought as much. Um, so they do the shoe gaze with black metal stuff. But um, I originally came across them. I hate that term, black gaze. I think it's so. I, it's so. It's I'm so sorry, stupid. I'm laughing. I'm laughing it's because so stupid. I, I, I misheard it the first time you said it. You as thought like I said black, black gaze. Gaze. Yeah. yeah. Like like yeah yeah like and I was like, it's like. I was trying to think of a more correct way of putting it, even though it's not incorrect. But I was just like, "What is what is this black gaze with a Z?" Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I should have attached the pop filter before we started this. But um, <laughs> they're uh, so I was a big, I'm a big, big fan of them. I came across them because people kept saying they were kind of like um, Alcest and Death Heaven when I was into that, like when I was going through that. It, where that's all I listen to that style of music, but I got it. I remember seeing them. I remember seeing them in just a quick anecdote. Saw them in Paris and they were fantastic. But I remember chatting with the guitarist afterwards about how much I loved them. And I was on my own, by the way. I just going on about how much I thought the the song Bruma off the album Yord was just fantastic and yada 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 yada. And um, the guy and the guys kind of looking at me, kind of just like nodding. And he just, I was like, "You don't understand. You haven't a clue what I'm talking about, do you?" And he goes, "You speak very fast." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I gotta go over here." <laughs> But um, no, so this came out. I like what I think. What I really like about this one, it came out like I think December. No, not December. I think it came out in November. But um, was that Death Heaven's album for me was such a disappointment because they kind of got rid of every single thing that kind of made them interesting. As in, they went for a straightforward shoegaze album with like Marcy S vocals, and I just it just was I don't know. And all the songs sounded the same as well. It just re- it was really disappointing. I was like, I need kind of like this style of music again and then this album Diorama came out of absolute nowhere I didn't even know they were releasing it and um, what was it it just blew my mind because it's like they were always one of these bands that the heaviest moment they were heavier than Death Heaven I know I compared them but they were heavy 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 black metal stuff they had really hard hitting stuff but their pretty moments were always just fucking amazing as well they were able to combine the two and on this one they've done it like they've done it so well and they have like this beautiful like uh, this lovely haunting clean vocals on it in some points but there's some points in it like I'll show you I'll show you just to be real quick I'll show you a minute of the song Vestige so you kind of get what I'm yeah. saying in that it's ferocious but also at some points the the song could easily be I saw somebody compare it to like it could be a Biffy Clyro song now I'm not really I don't, oh, okay but like just you'll you'll hear like 
you'll hear this is probably the most kind of poppy song on the album but as as a as the resident biffy clyro fan yes. i will uh i will let you know what now, i think let me just let me let me just put it this way i don't agree with that assertion but uh i did see some assertion <laughs> is rejected by yeah. the floor <laughs> i did see somebody suggested but like they are they do have like these i mean like fucking brutal heavy moments but literally just involvement. But this was the song that made me go, holy shit, this album sounds like something special. But you'll see. Biffy so, as fuck. So as I said, this is like, this is easily the poppiest song on the album. Anyway, you get the gist. Um, mm. But like, I, I can actually hear in the instruments the Biffy Clyro is, but just like if you took a Biffy Clyro uh, record and just sped it up. Fair. I even, but it, even like the drums on it, like there's no, like there's not like there's like that kind of hoppiness to it and stuff is kind of it's. I don't know. I just I really really enjoyed it. But as I said, there's some crazy heavy moments on it, and then even like it was funny. Like even hearing the clean vocals, I was like, now this is how you do clean vocals on it. There's clean vocals at the end, and there's like diorama has, has lovely clean vocals on it as well. But like this is how you do clean vocals on a black metal stuff. It's it's a fantastic album, and as I said, it came out of complete surprise. Had no idea it was coming out, and it came out at such a perfect time where I was just like. Oh, I need this style because I love this shit. Like this is this is my cup. Of, this is my bread and butter. Like, but um, when it comes to music, but I I've I cannot stop listening to it. I I think it's a fantastic album. Um, it's extremely creative as well. Just because as I say, I always say this with Blackmore stuff. It's a genre that is saturated with so much shit that just is like trying to replicate what you know what Mayhem and what Burzum did in the nineties. And I find that shit so boring. I I want it to be more. You know, you want it to kind of go further with what you can do with it, and they all they're, they're a band that always delivers. So, it's easily one of my favorite albums of the year. I absolutely, I'm I'm obsessed with it. I absolutely love it. I haven't got it on vinyl yet, because I, I don't. Because unfortunately, I discovered it like at a time where I, you know, it needs years, to be held on to my money. Years subscription to the Patreon if somebody buys Barrett that <laughs> album. There you go, Christmas, Christmas present. Uh, Christmas I present. will be getting it. I will be getting it uh, for Christmas off off somebody. I think I think I have it on my list anyway. But um, hopefully somebody gets it to me. But um, yeah, no, fantastic album. I really, really, really loved it. And again, as I said, it was lovely to hear like like Kim's vocals, the singers, is just they're so fucking shredded and like gnarly and all. But and then suddenly you just hear these gorgeous cleans. It it was a great album. I have to say, and the guitar work is fantastic. Drum work is fantastic. I love it. Uh, nice. So that's my number two. Now, what's your number two? Now, can I guess your number two? Uh, or do you want me to leave? Well, yes, yes. Do you want to guess it now? So I'm guessing that your number two is Idols. Yeah! <laughs> Fucking knew it. You are correct, sir. That, that, you are means, correct. that means for sure that I'm correct with your number one. Oh, <laughs> for okay. sure I'm correct. Anyway, but I won't I won't I won't wreck it. But anyway, tell us why you tell us why you like Idols, son. Um, well, I'll tell you why I like this album so much. Is like I hated the last Idols album. Yeah, I did not like it, it personally. I know a lot of people did, and I don't. I don't like think anyone is wrong for liking it. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, like the music on it is good. I really want to love it. Uh, 
the the just the lyrics for me just didn't do anything for me. But this album, oh my god, it's so they're back. Like this is to me is like the sound of a band evolving, as you say, pushing themselves. Like if you, it's so much more like like mature in a kind of way. Even though Idol's music wasn't that well, it was immature at times. But like this, to me, it's so consistent. It's like it's just like a new band. It sounds like for the first time that like they have changed their style. Whereas like the first album, Brut- well, they had the EPs before, but like Brutalism and and Joy, there's a very clear like you know it's kind of the same but more positive. Yeah. And then the third one is like it's like the second one but less subtle. And then this one is like okay, here we go. Let's try some stuff. Um. I'm raging I didn't get a ticket for their gigs their gigs have now been cancelled and they're doing the Kilmainham gig which I'm 100% going um, no, were their gigs cancelled? yeah their three uh, Vicar Street gigs were cancelled oh, and uh, they're going to do a, a Kilmainham show instead I did see that I saw Sorla post about that today yeah um, but yeah my god uh, the first song is incredible it's a really slow burning kind of uh, electronic song with with this very uh, passionate kind of vocal or very uh, what's the word gritty kind of vocal mm. that's kind of sung as well which Joe is singing more on this album which I love I think possibly my favourite points of the album in a way are where he's singing and his lyrical style has just completely changed up it's much more a Nick Cave kind of style of an album where it's like really painting I mean they always kind of had interesting lyrics and stuff but as opposed to the last album which was like double down on slogans this is more like here's some stories each song is like its own little world um, which I love I I still don't know what half the songs are about I know how they make me feel Um, the Beachland Ballroom is obviously like in the middle of the album and is the big highlight like that is still probably my top song of the year I'd say one of them it is amazing it's a a soul song Sung by a fucking mid, nearly middle-aged man from England with a big punk husk. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. just the gravelly voice on him. You know, I, I can I could show that song to anybody. I'm pretty sure, and they would go, "Whoa!" Whereas like other idol songs, I wouldn't say that. I feel like that's like their peak of their songwriting. As as like you can play that on acoustic guitar, it'll sound fucking killer. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah I get what you mean. Um, yeah, again, they've got some of their hardest bangers, I think. Like, The Wheel, the second song on the album, is, like, one of my favourite, like, upbeat Idols tracks. And I love the fact that in the chorus, he's like, can I get a hallelujah? And the instrumentation is, like, so, like, there's, like, no hallelujah, there's no soulfulness. <laughs> and he keeps going. And something about that, and the whole themes of, like, cycle, cyclic behaviour and stuff on that song about addiction, and, you know, and he's, like, keeps asking for this hallelujah, and all he gets is, like, it's, it, normally you get, like, hallelujah, you know, you're yeah, expecting that. Mean, and, yeah. it, and even, I noticed it when I was watching the, the KXP session that went up, and you watch it, and it, it hits twice as hard live, because you kind of think there should be something in that space, but there isn't, and I love that. They're kind of playing with their arrangements, with the songs as well, you know, which I love. Um, yeah, Car Crash is like a basically a Kenny Beats uh, hip hop song with idols on guitar. Yeah, he produced the strangest, album. strangest pairing. I'd love to know how that came about because when I saw that as is the producer, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing because Kenny Beats hasn't made it sound like a hip hop album. He's just made it sound like more an idols album that's more like not like radio friendly but more like the fucking it's more varied yeah and it's like tone you know what i mean it, it does kind of change around 
like the song Progress, which is like that really weird, almost Aphex Twinny kind of electronic song with the vocal. Um, oh, yes, well, yes, yeah, 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 I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's a really weird fucking song. <laughs> yeah, uh, Crawl, again, could be uh, a song off of Brutalism. Um, and then, yeah, it has it has a kind of fast song, The Wiz, that really 30s. Uh, anyway, all, all in all, I fucking love it. I keep, every time I listen to it, I get a new favourite out of it. I get a new little thing I notice about it or a way that, a little line that I didn't quite get before or, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I like, I have to agree with you. I, um, when I first listened to it, I will say though, I didn't understand what any of the songs were about. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I found that it, that it was such a change up from what they normally did, but I love the instrumentation on it particularly. I was just like, this is like a band that are, are literally like, we were confident enough to try extremely weird things that they're no, they're not known for at all. Because like you were even yeah. saying, like they're playing chords now or something. Which yeah, is, they don't really they didn't really have chords in their other songs. Like they'd have a bass line that would suggest a chord, but the guitars would just play kind of like harsh or like off out of tune things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the bass line would suggest it's this key and this chord, but there's no melody. It's just him kind of shouting and these kind of scratchy guitars. But it sounded kind of like a catchy song, and then they would maybe add in a chord and a chorus or something. But in this, there's full-on like chord progressions, which I'm like, whoa! <laughs> which is obviously you know the base requirement for most songs. But up to this day, I well, I suppose on the last Idols album they did have chords and stuff as well. But they I, let's not talk about that album. Yeah, I'm just gonna say like I was all I was gonna say with the album was like it's just great to see Idols because I kind of went off them after the third album. Not that the third album like it wasn't a bad album. It's just. I just, again, I was just, uh, the lyrics didn't do anything for me. And then I was kind of like, oh, and then you were like, Idols are releasing a new album. And I was like, all oh, right, okay. And then you went, have you seen the, vi- have you seen, have you seen it? The, 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 the first single? And I was like, no. And then he said to me, and instantly from the moment, from the first minute in, I was like, this is going to be a very different Idols album. It's going to be a different band that we haven't yeah. seen before. And it was a great album. I, I just really enjoyed it. I cannot wait for the next one already, like. Well, you'd be waiting a while, I think. I don't think. Well, actually, no. Sorry, oh, they're a very consistent know. band with this putting was, out stuff. They, they, they. Re- I, the thing that I think is like they obviously with this album as well. Why I was so surprised was like, I know how much time roughly I can figure out how much time they recorded this in. I mean, maybe they had demos before or whatever, but it couldn't have been very long that they had like like mid twenty twenty could have been when they started on this album, mm-hmm. and then would have had to have had it finished by like at least April or May maybe, like. It's very fucking... Just to get it, like, mixed and press and everything. Very quick turnaround for such a different album. And that's why I think the next album will be even, like, more... I'd love to hear more songs like Beach and Ballroom, to be honest. That's the only thing I'd say is, like, that song... I I don't... Well, the first song... Nothing comes as close to being as good as that song Mm. on the album, I don't think. As as a standalone song, but as an Idols album, it's amazing. You get me? Yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. No, it's a fantastic album. Um, will we do the final uh, final uh, album then? Yes. So my number one pick is get. Uh, yes, get. What do you think it is? I think it could be my number one album. Uh, wait. Do you go for it? Do you have? Do you it. have it there? I, I can. I have it on vinyl behind me. <laughs> we can show at the same time. I have it too. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah, both yeah, grab it. Let's yeah, yeah. Give me two seconds. Let me go get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. Okay. Ready? One. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Three. 
Ah! Wait, what the fuck is that? Well, that's not our own. What's your one? What, what the what fucking your What the hell is your what's one? What's your one? <laughs> what the hell is this? I swore you would have picked this. You go first. What is, I swore you would have picked what this. What is that? It's King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard Butterfly 3000. Oh, mine's Japanese Breakfast Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, you, you fuck. <laughs> No, um, the reason why I picked Jubilee as my favorite album of the year is because uh, when I first heard it, I don't know where I actually first heard it. I just was obsessed with it. Oh, sorry, I do know where I, f- I heard that it was good. And then it was entire records with you, actually, and saw that it was on the it was on the new releases uh, or whatever, or best of the month or whatever, entire records. I was like, fuck it. I I'll- put it there. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I'll just I'll pick this up as well. I was just obsessed with it from the very get-go. And then also, I like crying. In, I read Crying in H-Mart. I think I've read it. I'm, I'm on my third read through it now again. I just, it's a great book. But it's just, it's very, it's the, it's the only album that every single time I ever listen to it, I have a big, big, big smile on my face. Like, I just love her lyrics in it, like the cheekiness of it and kind of the taking the piss out of people. You can keep talking about King Gizzard all you want and he's That's sax- your, poking out What you're mouth. saying is what I'm saying about this one, but anyway. But it, I always had a big smile on my face and like, so, um, even the thing about it as well is that it made it, I think it exemplified it even more in my head about how great of an album is, is that... She wrote, apparently, her first two albums were like, they're kind of like emo sounding albums. They're quite sad and quite depressing. And they kind of focus on grief a lot. And then Crying in H-Mart is a book that entirely deals with the grief of, of losing her mum. Like Crying in H-Mart is a very sad book. It made me cry quite a few times. But every single time I listen to Jubilee, I just can't help but smiling. I just, it's just such a fantastic, joyful album. It's still, there's still moments on it that are sad. There's still moments, but it, I just love, like, she's, she's so fucking funny on it as well. Um, I, but all the instrumentation, like that's that little bit on slide tackle that do, 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 like, and then posing and bondage, the big deep synths on it and stuff. I just all over the place. It just stylistically for me, it fits, it ticks every buck. I think it's a fantastic album and just makes me very, very, very happy, <laughs> which I think Aww. was the intended purpose of it. But, um, yeah, no, I can't stop listening to it. I haven't stopped listening to it ever since I got it. And I would encourage also anybody who hasn't read Crying in H-Mart to pick yourself up a copy. Actually, I'll give my copy to you on Saturday when you're over. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I know you'll love it. Um, but uh, it's a fantastic... Yeah, Thanks, that's a great book as well. Just It's about her losing her mum, basically. But it goes through all these different memoirs. It got, not memoirs. Memories and stuff and how they kind of... how they re- I won't ruin it, but it's a fantastic book. I think, it's the, I think it was the number two best-selling book of the year. Or it's... Um, Seriously. It's the New York Times, but I think it was the New York Times had it as their best-selling thing. It was the top of Amazon for ages. It's a it's a class, class, class book. But uh, you know, Jubilee. Anybody who hasn't listened to Jubilee with Japanese Japanese Breakfast, I actually think most people would really, really like it. I think it is an album for mo- like for a lot of people would really, really enjoy it. There's something for everybody mm-hmm. on it. And yeah. um, I'm sure you know you fucking you listen to the shit. Out oh of yeah, as well. yeah. That was that was actually on my list and uh, I already. And then I was like, oh, no, I'll swap it out for something that I, because I think that you would have it. So fair, which I was right. Yeah, but you were correct. And uh, to be fair, I haven't shut up about it most of the year. <laughs> yeah, in fairness. Um, it's amazing. It's so good. Um, yeah, it's it. Again, when I was saying about Idols has like that one song that stands out above the rest is like, this is the best song. That album, you just you can't, you honestly can't. I can't pick which one would like they're all as good as it's so consistent mm. it's so good the melodies the the lyrics are great too they're 
like overly simple but they're not like too clunky and wordy like they 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 flow nicely off the tongue they don't you know they're they're not difficult but they yeah. can convey a lot with that yeah, yeah um yeah it's amazing uh should we talk it's about just it? a we talked fantastic about pop album last time it was on yeah we did <laughs> So, uh, you're going to be really annoyed at me, but I actually haven't listened to this King Gizzard album. I think. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't think I've heard this one. That's why when you, I actually, that's why when you pulled it up, if, I was like, what the fuck is going that's on? What is so this? so funny. Because this is honestly the one that I think that you would actually love. That's kind this is the first time I've said that an album, like my, f- not that I'm keeping that much of a score but any year that uh, like let's say I've been listening to King Gizzard since 2016 they've released a lot of fucking albums <laughs> since then and never any of those years would I say that my favourite album from that year was that yeah. uh, was their album yeah, or fair. one of their five albums or something you know it was always um, <laughs> although in retrospect one of them definitely is from 2017 but anyway um, <laughs> this one it's the biggest change of pace I think they ever did Um in terms of that it's just well at the same time they they did a lot of change of paces in fairness but this one is so like outside of this setup that they are as in like they're a setup of like drummer or two drummers guitars bass playing kind of like psych rock and variations around that whereas this is like a synth pop album like I have listened to it, this yeah yeah I have listened yeah. to this I have listened to this yeah yeah, yeah you definitely, yeah, have. definitely yeah. have yeah okay I was thinking I was thinking um it's gorgeous. It's just they have, it's, they do have so much music that it kind of just melds into, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have two of their albums at home, but no, I definitely, I definitely have listened to this one. I remember walking around. I remember getting, I remember distinctly getting a coffee from Calf and listening to it. K A P P H. Yeah. Plug, plug, plug. But like you were saying with the Japanese breakfast one, it just, it just keep, it just always puts me in a good mood. It's definitely the thing I've listened to the most this year, combined with the fact of Spotify, the record itself, and being in work and playing it in work on Spotify, mm. um, and CD and everything so good uh again the lyrics are really sweet a lot of them are like about because the lead guy had a kid during the pandemic and a lot of the lyrics are kind of like you know from a father to a daughter even though it's very hard unlike the japanese breakfast thing where it's like the lyrics are kind of natural and flow nicely it's like the words they pick like the melodies are there and the words just like fit like a jigsaw puzzle but like it's very hard to follow along with what they're actually saying (laughs) But sure, it wouldn't be a King Gizzard album if it wasn't even no, a little bit strange. Be. Like, it wouldn't be. Um, just see if there's any other. Yeah, Interior People is my probably my song of the year. I think though, I, the, after that said with the Beachland Ballroom, it's it's Interior People. Um, I've listened to that. Which, I have listened to that quite a bit because we played it one time when we were out. Yeah. So I do know that. Um, one. And there's also music videos for every song in this album. Jesus. That's They're a- all. Most of them are animated. Some of them are not <laughs> but yeah it's class um yeah sure, I, sure. I, we'll tie I, we'll tie ourselves over we'll we'll put up we'll 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 show the audience uh one song here off it anyway cuz uh, either interior people are catching smoke i think interior people where is it interior people is the kind of like 80s Phil Collins kind of banger or something. I don't know. I get like a fucking hell, like, man. There's another. Like, what's a, there's a single to a new album out already. <laughs> yeah, Butterfly Three Thousand and One. <laughs> Butterfly Three Thousand and One is the remix album of this that's coming out in January, I think. And it's uh, they've got like insane remixes. Peaches does one that's out now. Uh, the Scientist does one. 
Uh, oh no way! Uh, the what's his name? Ma- uh, DJ Shadow does one as well. Oh, there's a load DJ of fucking Sh- mad like ones. DJ Shadow now. Yeah, there's lo- like they, they they somehow went from being like obscure like weirdo hipster band to like now like they have like massive producers remixing their newest album, which I still don't understand how that happened. <laughs> like, I suppose though there is a market for like selling that record because they they must be one of the best selling like artists on records but because they-, they release so fucking many and all their fans are nuts like me and buy every single one. So as I said, there's no way to be able to they wouldn't be able to have the output that they have if they don't and getting them pressed and everything like that if they didn't have a serious uh, consumer base. See, fucking knew I'd listen to it. Interior people and catching smoke are the two songs that I've liked off it. I knew oh, yeah, I yeah, knew yeah. I'd listen to it. Anyway, here we go. You are right though. It doesn't sound like anything they've done before. Like you'd, no, you'd know it's them, but it, it wouldn't. Yeah. Even this one is a bit more like their normal stuff, I guess, because it sounds kind of like a band, whereas some of them are like just straight up synths. I still have no idea how a band has this crazy much of an output, like, and still remains. Oh, man. Still, you know, remains good. <laughs> I've heard Not the like demos. Weezer, like, I've heard the demos from their unreleased next album. And it is bonkers. <laughs> I would say most of the fans are going to hate it. Oh, really? That's the- I think it's I think it's fucking really interesting. I've only listened to like half of it, and I was like, "That's enough." But it's it's like this, but even less recognizable as them. Okay. It's not rocky or anything. Like it's more down the electronic synth. Uh, route. You're gonna get a bunch and of people going. It's sold out, man. Like, do you know what? Actually, it's a bit more like that Floating Points album. Oh really? It's gone that. Yeah, not not as oh, monotonous yeah. and not as the same thing, but that kind of style. It's like mad shit. All right, okay. Just it does have a very. Um, I don't want to say eighties vibe too, but I guess what you, I get what you mean when you said that Phil, like an aspect of Phil Collins in it. Yeah. It's kind of, or it's kind of like, I always think it sounds a bit like kind of the Grateful Dead or like some kind of like folk rock yeah, song. I get, but like, yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. Not, but then the, mu- the, the, the instruments sound kind of 80s and then like the other bits sound more modern, you know what I mean? Well, catching, just the, the first 30 seconds of Catching um, Smoke just played there and I remember fucking really liking it. I need to go back to that album then. What a lovely it's, one to finish the whole thing off though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's such yeah. a happy album. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it now once we're all done. But that was fun, man. We've got the, so, so our two biggest ones are... Uh, that means I have to draw all the members in King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, just draw. <laughs> just draw. I, I will send you something to draw of theirs and you'll get lots of likes and shares from the community because I am one of them and I'm a nerd. Okay. And I know how they think. Fair enough. Um, but so, yeah. And it wasn't too long. It was an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, no man. Thank you so much for coming on, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a great little kickstart now to the podcast. So I have three people, three bands so far lined up. Um, I can't say who they are because I have to confirm when they're coming on. But um, nice little episode to get the podcast back going again. And uh, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby. Some good choices there. Um, 
yeah, I don't really have much more to say, but other than thank you, man, that was so much fun. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks. I'll, sh- I'll see you this Saturday then. <laughs> oh, yeah. So is this the podcast finished now? Yeah. That's well, How are you? Like, well, like, well, yeah, well, I was going to say, well, we don't really have any clothes now, except we do have our lovely theme song that you made. Oh, shit. Well, I try and make a new one. I think you're busy enough with it with as it is. Just... I have one you can use. I have one you can use. Oh, do you actually? All oh, right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go, actually, yeah. I don't think I showed you this. No, I don't uh, think you did. Uh, I have to get the actual file. Uh, yeah, this one, it kind of fits the Japanese breakfast and King Gizzard ending. Okay, this will be a per- Not really the King Gizzard. This will be a perfect closer then, this this song. Then we'll, we'll obviously like just send me the file and then we'll s- sub it in. No, I'm going to play it for you live on the air. <laughs> live on air. <laughs> you can leave this out of the actual thing, but... Uh, 